You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are in this place. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence, your overwhelming presence. Open up to your heart and get ready for what the Lord has for you today. Speak in that language. Don't be shy. It doesn't matter who's to your left or to your right. He's here. He wants to touch you. He wants to meet with you. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I pray for each person in this place today, Father God. I pray that you open up their ears, open up their eyes to see you, Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for your word today. I thank you, Lord, that your word cuts through our bones, Father God, straight to the marrow. Father God, I pray that each person here leave, will not leave the same. They will leave changed, transformed, and filled with your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel his presence in this place. And thank you to our worship team. You guys are awesome. Can everybody give it up for the worship team? Praise the Lord. God is doing big things here in Central Assembly of God, and especially in our youth. I heard since you guys came back from Tampa that you guys are just running with the fire here. I have to wait for my babies to get out. That means the Lord is doing something good, huh? All right, boys and girls, we're going to open up to Acts Chapter 9. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. And it's not only, we're not only going to talk about Paul today, but I want to talk about a particular person in this passage. So when you turn to Acts chapter 9, say amen. Amen. If you need help turning to Acts chapter 9, maybe your partner can help you. We're used to doing that in kids' church. We help each other in kids' church. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. But, Paul, but Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Demetrius, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Verse 3. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus. I say this wrong. Damascus. Thank you. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do there. 
The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Demetrius. Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now, pay attention, boys and girls. Verse 10. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tar Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. So here is Ananias minding his own business. And here comes the Lord and he speaks to him. And he gives him clear instructions on what to do. And in this passage, he goes and he says, he had a vision. Visions, boys and girls, they are a gift from God. Amen? And then Ananias goes and he says, but Lord, I have heard what this man is doing to your people, right? In verse 14, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Sorry, I'm not used to this. <laughs> for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Verse 17, so Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me, so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, can everybody say immediately? Something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taking food, he was strengthened. Boys and girls, Ananias was a regular man. God is interested in you. You might think to yourself, oh, I'm just a regular person. I'm not a preacher, I'm not a pastor, I might not even be an evangelist. I'm a regular, degular person. But God is interested in you. And God wants to do mighty things in you and through you. I want you guys to open up your heart to what the Lord has for you today. Because he wants to use you exactly where you're at. Exactly what school you go to, when you're in the playground playing ball, he wants to use you. And when I read this, it was like lightning shot into my bones, like fire that shot up into my bones. I'm like, man, I remember one time 
we were passing out flyers for an event that we were having, and I remember talking to Nick, and I was like, yeah, I love playing the background. I love going and praying for people. I love hitting the streets. I'm good with that. Give me a couple backpacks. I'm fine with that. But God is funny like that because he listens. He listens to what comes out your mouth. And God was probably laughing at me like, <laughs> little do you know what plans I have for you. Our plans might not be the plans that God has for our life. Amen? Lean onto him. Lean and ask him, what would he want you to do? You can know your purpose for life now at the age that you're at. You're never too young. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you're too young. Because you serve a big, big God that lives inside of you. And he wants to do things in your life. He wants to show you things that your mind can't even wrap around. Ananias, at one point, he doubted. Fear tried to creep in. The natural. It was pretty obvious that people were getting killed because of Paul's command, well, Saul at this time. And fear tried to creep in. He said, but Lord, have you seen this man? Are you sure you got the right person? You want little old me to go to that guy for me to lay my hands on that guy, you gotta be kidding me, right? But God, can everybody say, but God? He said, he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name. Thank God Ananias went. Thank God Ananias went to where Saul was at and laid his hands on him and prayed for him because Saul ended up doing mighty things for God. Let's keep reading. Verse 19, and taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Demetrius. Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is the son of God. So he immediately went and started to preach. He didn't sit around eating Cheetos. Mm -mm. A fire got into him that he had to get up. He had to move. He had to tell somebody what Jesus is doing what Jesus did to him, how Jesus redeemed him, how Jesus ripped the scales off of his eyes, and now he can see. He couldn't keep it to himself, boys and girls. You have the good news. You are a particular group of children. You are chosen, hand-picked by God. He knows the very hairs on your head. Don't think to yourself that you're just a regular person. Walk with that head high. Know who God has called you to be. Know what his word says about you. Because you're not a regular person. Amen? He immediately went. And verse 21, it says, And all who heard him were amazed and said, is this not this, uh, the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose to bring the bound before the chief priests? 
But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in, say it, Javi, what? Damascus. By proving that Jesus was the Christ. He continued, despite what anybody had to say, he pressed forward. There might be people that might rise up in your life that will tell you that you will never succeed. You will never be who God has called you to be. I'm speaking to evangelists here. I'm speaking to pastors here. I'm speaking to business owners here. I'm speaking to doctors here. You guys are not just anybody. You are important. And anybody who comes and tells you otherwise is sent from the devil. And you just turn around and you keep it moving. Because we don't entertain the devil. He is under our feet. He is not above you. He is not laying underneath you. He is under your feet. Amen? So Ananias was in the flesh there for a second. Right? But we're not supposed to walk by what we feel in this flesh. You know, I could have stood home and laid down and watched Netflix. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Amen? He was thinking to himself in the natural. But there's a bigger picture, you see, boys and girls. There's a bigger picture that your natural eyes cannot see. God knows the plans he has for you. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he says, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future, Plans to prosper you, not plans to keep you broke. Amen? You guys are going to do big things for God. Get ready. Get ready, boys and girls. Get ready. So this big picture, during your life, boys and girls, I want you to walk in faith. Don't walk by what you see. Don't walk by what you feel. But walk by what this says. When people tell you something that goes against it, throw it in the garbage. How many of you go to public schools? Half of that stuff, throw it in the garbage. <laughs> My kids go to public schools too, so every day it's a prayer of mine. Private school, private school, in Jesus' name. God is good. He's faithful. And especially if you're in a, in a public school. He wants to use you. I have one of our kids in, in children's church. She feels pressed from the Lord to hold revivals in recess. And I'm like, go for it, girl. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't. Go for it. If God has put that fire and desire in your belly, in your heart, for a reason, run towards it. With everything, every fiber in your being, run towards it. Last year, before school ended, she ended, up, she ended up holding like a revival in recess, and 10 children came to the Lord during that time. God is doing big things, boys and girls. Don't miss out. Jump in head first. It doesn't matter what your best friend might say. Maybe your best friend isn't saved, and you continue to speak the word of God to this person. But every time you mention Jesus, they bring up something secular in the world. Get rid of them. I had to get rid of some friends. It happens. Trust God. He has bigger plans for you. And if you have to get rid of that friend, 
God will bring you new ones. Holy Ghost filled friends that will lift you up in prayer. You don't need none of that junk, boys and girls. Trust me. There's not no friend, no boyfriend, no girlfriend, no drug, no party will be able to fill you and give you that, that, that feeling full more than Jesus. He touches you. He changes your life, boys and girls. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Proverbs 4.25. Boys and girls, turn there with me. I like it when you guys turn the Bible. You know, in kids' church, I, may, I wait until we all are on the same page. Proverbs 4.25. If I can get there myself. Let's see what it says. Do you have water in here? Thank you. Please. Thank you, babe. You can tell my husband's from the south. <laughs> okay. Proverbs 4.25. Oh, oh. Oh, praise the Lord. You guys get both services in here? Yeah. <laughs> 425, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. It doesn't matter, boys and girls, what you might have did in the past. Keep looking forward. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen? Real quick, I want to share a quick testimony with you guys that in regards to Acts verse 9. You know, one day I was in my dining room and I was just reading this. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> She's hilarious. You guys deal with her every Wednesday? <laughs> Acts 9, boys and girls. I'm going to stay focused here because I wanted to share this quick testimony. As I was reading this in my dining room, this was months ago during winter. And I started to read and I'm like, wow, yo, this is powerful. All I kept saying was, this is powerful. This is powerful. I had to make a video. And I never made a video of myself talking about the word of God. And best believe I didn't post that video. <laughs> But I had to share what the Lord was, was giving me because I couldn't hold it in. And as I read this, I'm like, wow, this is powerful. Saul, yes, what a miracle took place. But the thing of Ananias opened my eyes. I couldn't believe how God can use just a regular person. I couldn't believe that God told this regular man to go and lay his hands on somebody and a miracle happened. And it just stuck out to me because I'm a regular person. We all are. But God puts his spirit on you to do big things for his kingdom. And, you know, I never thought that my life would be this way. Never, ever, ever, ever. I was once bound, boys and girls. By alcohol, drugs, I, had, I was filled with anxiety, depression, taking pills. 
And one day, the same way how Jesus came and met with Saul was almost the same exact way how he met with me. But he spoke to me clear as day in an audible voice the same way that he spoke to Saul. Clear. And he said, you worry too much. Stop worrying. Sometimes people think that Jesus comes and says, everything's going to be all right. Honey, just look on me. No. Sometimes he comes and he corrects us in such a loving way. And he woke me up out of my slumber. And I got up from that field never the same. I didn't touch not one more blunt. I didn't touch not one more pill. I never went back to the doctors to get a new diagnosis or get cleared from my medication. I dismissed it all because of Jesus, because of what he did. He touched me. He transformed my life. And then I grew a hunger to know him more a desire to know him more. I started reading my Bible more. I wasn't raised in church. I only ever came to church on Easter or Christmas, if that. But he touched me. And something happened. He touched me, boys and girls. He spoke to me clear as day. And best believe that same week, that I got saved, I went to work and I couldn't even hold it in. I didn't know what, I didn't know that I was testifying. I didn't know what Christianity was. I didn't know about, somebody asked me what kind of church I went to. I was like, church that believes in Jesus. What are you talking about? I had to Google it. <laughs> I am, I'm amazed at what God is doing in my life. Because I never thought that I would be where I'm at today. Little old me. Little old me. When the doctors diagnosed me, they specifically said that I had a chemical imbalance in my brain. And I couldn't understand certain things. And then they put me on multiple medication, but Jesus touched me. He gave me a sound mind. And then I started to read this word. I, I started to devour this word. And I was like, wow, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I don't care what anybody has ever told me in my life. If they told me that I had a chemical imbalance, it's gone. And they said that I wouldn't be able to do big things. I wouldn't be able to, to use my regular brain cells. Well, guess what? Foul devil. Now I work with doctors. God is good. God is faithful. When people said you would never be able to go to college, I went to college. I graduated by the grace of God with no payments, boys and girls, having to be made throughout college. Usually you have to pay. They wanted 300 something dollars a month. I went up to go pay. They, they said they lowered it to 80. Praise God. I went to go pay. And they said something's wrong here. The amount's not coming up. We need you to go see financial aid. So I went to go see financial aid. They said, it looks like you don't have to pay nothing throughout college. Praise God. Because he is faithful. 
He cares about your life. He cares about what you're going to do in school tomorrow. He cares about what you're going to do next week. He cares about what you think you're about to do for college. He cares. Whew, praise the Lord. God is good. He's faithful. Sometimes we have to decrease, lower ourselves, shut everything out. Forget about your phone. Forget about that PS5. And sometimes we need to shut the door and lock ourselves in with Jesus. That's where true increase comes from, boys and girls. It's not money. Money's good, yes. We need money to live. But if you have all the money in the world and you don't have Jesus, you're broke. God is good. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. He's good. He's faithful. There's nobody like Jesus. There's no way. There is no way that you can have Jesus inside of you and be silent about it. And if you're silent about it, then open up that mouth and say something about it. Don't let the devil keep you shut. That's what he wants to do. He wants to keep people shut. That's why that whole mask mandate happened. He wants to keep everybody silent. But there is a group of people that I am speaking to that is going to stand up and that will not stay shut no matter where you're at. Whether you're playing ball, whether you're in the grocery store, no matter where you're at, open up that mouth. There's a, there, that voice of yours, God stays next to your bed and he's like, I can't wait until this person wakes up just so I can hear their voice. He loves you. There's nobody in this world who can love you the way that God loves you. Not even your parents love you more than God. I remember the one time I told my children, I love God more than you. They looked at me like, oh. <sighs> it's true. Because if it wasn't for God, they wouldn't be here. Amen? God could have used anyone. He could have used anyone, but he chose to use Ananias. He chooses you, boys and girls. You don't choose him. He chooses you. You might choose him back, but he chooses you first. He sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that you can be saved. You were on his mind. When Jesus stood on that cross, he thought about you. He already knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knows the plans that he has for you. Press in. Press into what God has for you. Run that good race and don't stop running because Jesus is coming soon. He is coming back. And we are right around the corner for it. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to be face to face with Jesus Christ of Nazareth? You don't have to think, am I ready? If you're thinking about it, then we're going to get ready. Amen? 
God is faithful. You don't have to go another day thinking about what am I going to do when I get out of high school. You don't have to go another day thinking about what am I going to do, what can I do? Because the Lord will give you dreams. He will give you visions. You don't have to walk this walk by yourself because he's with you. He speaks. He speaks. He is not dead. He is alive. And he speaks clear as day. But are you listening? Are you opening up your ears to hear what he has to say to you? Or are you so consumed with everything that's going on in the world and every, all your friends and the coolest sneakers? Yes, I love me good sneakers. Yes, I love me a beautiful phone. I love me a beautiful house. But don't be conformed by the things of the world. These things are temporary. And when Jesus comes, we're leaving it all behind. We're not taking none of this. I remember a, a kid asked me, do you, do you mean I'm not going to have my truck up in heaven? I said, yes, you will. You will have your toys in heaven because Jesus said, I am going on before you to prepare you a place. And in that place, he knows the desires of your heart, right? He knows you. So in that place, I'm pretty sure there's going to be good things. You'll have your PS5 in heaven. <laughs> God is good. He's faithful. He knows you. Everybody repeat after me. Say, he knows me. So God could have used anyone, but he used Ananias. So God can use anyone. Anyone. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, behold, all things are new. All things are new. Everything. Everything. He doesn't remember the sins that you have made in the past. He doesn't remember that. So why keep bringing it up to him? You're new. Speak that. When a thought comes to your head, I can't do this because I did X, Y, and Z, it's a lie. You see, your, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am new. God created me and all things, behold, all things are new. Everything else in the past is gone. Goodbye, old me. People might bring up the old me, and I'm like, who is that? Who's that? That's not me. That's not me. That's not who God has created you to be. So don't walk by that. Walk by what God says about you. In 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21, that's where you'll find the scripture, all things become new. Boys and girls, I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready for what God has for these last final days. I'm ready for what he wants to do in his people. I'm ready for wherever he wants me to go. I'm ready for whatever is next. God is good. He won't let his people fail. He won't let you fail. They might say that you are not good in English. You are not too good in math. Who cares? Who cares? You try your best. You do it with excellence. You try. But that's not what God has called you to be anyway. 
okay, maybe you're not gonna be a math teacher, oh well, right? It is what it is. You try your best and you keep pressing forward. Amen? All right, I don't know how much time we have. I could keep going and going and going. Thank you, Jesus. So as Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, he immediately went and did. He didn't stay back. He didn't just chill. He went and did. He was about his father's business. Mm, 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 mm. About your father's business. He has given people dreams. He has given, Jesus has given people visions. Are you guys hungry for God? Are you hungry that you want to see a different level, that you want to see a vision? You want a dream, a clear dream from God. You want to see what heaven looks like? Ask. Ask him and he'll show you. Ask. He says, my people do not have because they do not ask. Ask. Don't make it difficult. The gospel is simple. Jesus is simple. People make it mixy and washy. But God is simple. You want a dream? Ask him. You want a vision? Ask him. There's so many times that the Lord has given me visions. There's so many times that the Lord has given me dreams. There's times that he has given me things and I keep it to myself. And then there's times that I can't, I cannot stop talking about it. The Lord is good. He's good. And if you want more of him, just ask him. He's willing. He said he is pouring out his spirit on all his sons and daughters, and they shall prophesy. You shall dream dreams. He says, old men, but young men too. I think I'm pretty young. And he has given me visions. He has given me a clear purpose, a clear divine assignment, and he can do the same thing for you. Because he loves you. Because he wants to use you. You're not here on accident. You're here for a purpose. Amen? Are you hungry for God? Are you hungry for more? Are you ready to go to the next level? Amen? He's here. And he will touch you. He will transform your life now at the age that you're at. You don't have to go through junk like I went through. He wants to meet you now. You don't have to have a crazy testimony of when you were in the world and then you, were, you became Christian. He can use you now. He can use your life now. He can use the way that you are now. I want everybody to stand